On today's episode of the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast, we're going to pan back and take a global view. Normally, we hone in on Texas, specifically North Texas, but today we're going to have a global conversation. Oh, I'd no. like to welcome my co-host, Bob Gibbons. Here I am. Sorry, I'm jumping in a little too soon, but uh, yeah, no, we need to talk about a few things in world events. Back after this. Something I saw recently that really caught my attention was a headline saying major brokerages are pulling out of Russia amid horrific Ukraine invasion. We've been hearing about this, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Shell, BP, but these are our brothers and comrades here. I, I just found this really interesting. Well, yeah, I did too, because, uh, you know, a lot of times we come on the show and we talk about <clears throat> those comrades in the business. And we kind of talk about how we don't like the fact that they have all these conflicts of interest. But today, I kind of feel like we need to give them some props because, you know, we're talking about the war in Russia or Ukraine. It's not in Russia. It's, you know, because of Russia in Ukraine. And so let's talk about sort of what's happening here. And we'll, we'll get to the brokerage uh, specifically here in a few minutes. But um it's amazing what all is happening in the world today right now and the, and the uh, fallout from that. I mean, obviously, I went and picked, uh, filled up my car with gas last night. And, <laughs> and I had filled mine up with gas that morning. And you paid? three fifty nine. And I only paid three sixty one, which wasn't bad. But the interesting part was we were filling up at Costco. So we, were, we had a, a good price. But when we drove past one of the other uh, gas stations, it had gone from what did you say? Three eighty nine, and it was at four oh nine later that same day. Twenty right. cents a gallon in a day. Yeah, that's amazing. So I mean, obviously, the big first thing is that we're seeing the oil prices have been going up considerably. Yeah, they were. I was listening to a webinar from Moody's Analytics today, and they were talking about the price of oil and where they think it'll be, depending on how long the engagement goes and, you know, just so many crystal ball features you have to factor in to know there's no way to know. I mean, this is basically Europe's largest ground war since World War II. So, I mean, this is huge. So what did, do you remember what they specifically showed for the price of oil? What was interesting to me was they were factoring it down, talking about crude versus oil versus refined, this kind of thing, and how much the price of a barrel will be will show up in your gas tank. So if I, prices are like hovering around 125 right now, and if they go to 150 a barrel, they were saying, okay, that's five dollars a gallon for you to fill up your gas tank. That to get it in numbers that we understand, they think that if it's a limited engagement, meaning it's over with this year that oil will probably fluctuate between 75 and a hundred dollars a barrel. And it'll kind of settle between there somewhere. If it continues to go on, it'll be more up toward the buck 50 a barrel. Well, I'm looking at uh, the West Texas intermediate. And of course there's a lot of different kinds of oil, which a lot of people don't really realize, but you have the Brent, which is the, the uh, stuff from the North sea near the UK. 
but West Texas Intermediate is $110.43 a barrel currently. And that's actually down $13 so far today. So it's um, so that means it was at $123 earlier today. So very close to the $125 you were just talking about. So yeah, I mean, we're going to see that. And, and I think the, the impact of this is, you know, just further inflation, because this is one of the most immediate places that that consumers feel inflation and uh, and it's going to have a ripple effect into all kinds of products and um, you know trying to get on an airplane you name it it's going to have an impact yeah the one that really caught my attention since i'm such a baker is the price of wheat has gone up considerably because a fourth 25 percent of the world's supply for wheat comes from ukraine and russia Ooh, i didn't all know that have, we're all gonna have to be gluten-free well, no, it's still, you're, you're still eating a, a flour product. It's just had the gluten removed. Oh, so, so I thought I mean, a lot if of those you're using like rice flour or something. Yes. Okay. But I believe you can use a wheat product and have the gluten removed. But anyway, okay. I, it still caught my attention because I do cheat from time to time. Interesting. Well, I mean, I find this whole thing about the war being so frustrating because there's just no good reason for it that I can find. I mean, even if you're Russian, everything is just manufactured. The whole argument for this thing just is fabricated, fabricated in the mind of, you know, a crazy man r leading the country of Russia. And I, I well, just I'd don't like understand to, it. I'd like to call you out on that when you said, even if you're Russian, I, the Russians aren't for this. I think no. it's a small handful of people pushing it because Putin has now instituted a law that you can stay up to 15 years in prison for protesting the war. And they're showing the gendarmes, as my mom used to call them, gathering up people, put them in the paddy wagon and taking them off to prison because they're 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 voicing their feelings. I mean, it's it not goes, allowed. It just goes back to reiterating something I've always thought, which is if your ideas are not compelling enough on their own to sway people to that point of view. And you have to use force mm -hmm. to get people to go along with it. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea from the beginning. It's, it's just the stupidest thing. And I just pray that the people of Russia come around to realizing how bad this is and that social media will come along to uh, help with that. However, one of the big fallouts of this, and this is starting to get into the, uh, not the brokerages that we led off with, but the, the real estate industry in particular, though, is uh, the U.S. data center uh, impact of all this. And um, a lot of the U.S.-based uh, uh, companies that have uh, big data centers and are in, in charge of um, internet service providers, that kind of thing, are pulling out of Russia and uh, there's a cloud provider in Russia by the name of Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X. And uh, they announced that they are nearly insolvent after being delisted by the NASDAQ. So the stock exchange here in the U.S. has delisted them. And, um, and so they're having a real problem, even though they had $600 million in cash um, held outside of Russia. Uh, they said that the, uh, that suspension by the NASDAQ could trigger a condition on the certain of their bonds that allows the holders of those bonds to immediately redeem them with interest. So they won't be able to make that sort of cash call, if you will, uh, as a result. But the other, um, some of the other people that were mentioned in that article was uh, US-based Cogent Communications is a big co-location and they're gonna drop all their Russian customers. Um, Microsoft 
is um, is threatening to do that. They don't they don't have a lot of those um, um, data centers per se, but they have partnerships. Uh, they have this what's called the Azure Cloud Services, and uh, they're they're talking about um, breaking up their um, uh, partnerships over there. Oracle is is pulling out. Um, you know, it, it's just the impact of this is interesting to me because I wonder how much of this is going to interrupt internet service in Russia and isolate the country from the rest of the world. Well, what they already are. What was interesting to me is, and I tweeted it on my account earlier in the week. Um, you know how Russia had basically cut off Ukraine and all their outside resources. And Elon Musk came along and said, oh, yeah, hold my beer. I love that. That was so <laughs> I, cool. I did, too. That was such kudos to him because it's um, the cancel culture of a nation. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't even thought about it in those oh, terms. I, that's what I keep thinking. It's shaming because everyone gets shamed for something they say or do. And this time. I'm all for it. <laughs> Normally, I'm like, don't do that. Let's calm down. Free in this speech. Case, it, right. In this case, it's like, let's yeah. cut him off at the knees. Well, where does free speech end? At you the know. end of my nose. So right. As long as you're just words, that's one well, thing. Well, no, if it's Putin, it goes straight to his face. I'm not stopping at the nose. <laughs> but that's just my free speech. Uh, well. But um, something I did want to point out in the major brokerages pulling out of Russia is yeah. They're not leaving their facilities empty handed. They're still going to manage facilities and do the rudimentary things that have to be done to get along. It's the um, marketing and listing and leasing services. and all that that they're pulling out of. But managing facilities and providing other essential services for existing multinational clients will continue to go on. It will be at a reduced pace. It'll be a small presence they'll leave there. Well, But cutting ties with it, I just think is huge. But I think even that, what you just described, varies from one to another. So, you know, Knight Frank and Savills are two large companies that um, have already said they're ceasing operations. CBRE now is the latest one. <clears throat> CBRE is the biggest um, commercial real estate services company in the world. And they now said that they're going to discontinue discontinue most of their Russian operations. And as you pointed out there, you know, they have certain obligations there to, to maintain things. So they're mm -hmm. going to keep doing that, but mostly it's going to be a small presence. And um, <clears throat> I, I thought it was interesting and, you know, props to Knight Frank and Savills because they were the first major Western brokerages to cut ties with Russia. And, uh, and, you know, Knight Frank has been there for 20 years. In, in fact, it's not just brokerages, but even owners like, um, Heinz in uh, Houston, uh, Heinz interests. I remember I was in Atlanta in the early nineties. I think it was at a class for a professional designation. And I met a guy who was in the class with me that worked for Heinz and he was managing a mixed use development in Moscow. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, you came all the way to Atlanta for a class from Moscow. He's like, well, yeah, I get a certain amount of time off each year. And so I combined my time off with this class and I'm in the U S anyway. So, and I asked him about the kind of property that he was handling. And he said, it's a, a mixed use development, but it's, you know, it's mainly office space, but there was some apartments and retail. And I was like, all right, who's your, who are your customers? I mean, are you, are you accepting rubles? And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> all of our tenants are Western companies paying us in us dollars. 
And, and so this was why well, I said early nineties. So what is that early, you know, 30 years ago. And, um, and well, it's after the wall fell and they started to um, privatize a lot of the former yeah. lands of the Soviet union. Well, Heinz has now announced they're pulling out uh, or at least they're not going to institute any new um, any new assets. I don't, I don't know that they can just walk away from what they have, but, um, but what's also interesting is that this, um, article that we were referring to is from a company called BizNow, and they contacted all the big, um, um, brokerage houses to see who was staying and who wasn't. And it was interesting. Cushman and Wakefield did not respond and BNP Paribas real estate did not, uh, respond either. And that, that doesn't mean they're not going to pull out, but they just haven't responded. So hopefully they will follow suit as well. I think Avison a lot, a lot of this though is kind of um, crowdfunding shame because you know BP had pulled out and ExxonMobil had pulled out and then Shell earlier this week. I think BP and ExxonMobil had pulled out last week. They were like, "We're sorry for that purchase we made on Friday. <laughs> All the profits from it will go to humanitarian efforts, and we will not buy from Russia anymore." So it's kind of like, oh, they're being a do-gooder. I got to be a do-gooder. So, right. Hey, I mean, look at the tech firms such as Apple and Dell. They have both suspended sales in Russia and logistics and shipping companies, including UPS, FedEx, and Mazurk. Did I say that right? Are pulling out of the country. Maris. So how are they going to get their Amazon products? Well, and to get it really down to what's really, really critical, <laughs> TJ Maxx and Marshalls <laughs> are diverting its stake in Familia. Uh, well, and which, Ikea. Which has 400 locations in Russia. That's amazing. Yeah, but to top that, McDonald's has 850 restaurants and they're closing all of them. And, and you, you think know, about, I can't get a Big Mac now, but what about those people that work there? Yeah, unemployment. So I'm hoping they go march up to Putin and say, okay, you're going to have to pay me now. Well, you, just, you know what, though? Uh, Putin just announced today that he has, you know, because there's terrible inflation in Russia right now as a result of all this. I mean, they you know what it's worth, right? A ruble? What? A ruble. 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 Ruble is one of our clients. Ruble right. is <laughs> currency. A ruble is now worth one penny USD. Really? Well, yeah. and and they I think the last I heard their interest rates were 20 percent. But as a result of all that, Putin announced today that pensioners and retirees uh, are going to get, you know, extra money now uh, as a result of all this. So hopefully that's I mean, I'm glad to hear that for those people. And really, that's the whole thing here is that I feel bad for the Russian people because mm -hmm. as you pointed out, they don't want this. He's gutting his own country just to have a power play. Th this isn't going to serve him in any, in any capacity. He's a very small man who's trying to appear like he's a, mm -hmm. a giant God because he's got an inferiority, inferiority complex, which it would appear sounds very similar to somebody else I can think of. We're but not going there. Moving along. mention names. All right. <laughs> Um, well, I just think overall, I don't think we've seen the last of it. I mean, Avis and Young is already evaluating uh, whether or not they should stay or, or leave. Um, there's all kinds of other companies that are represented over there that we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of. And if, if every Western company pulls out, it's going to be devastating to Russia in so many different ways. And yet, you know, the thing about uh, Biden having announced that we're not going to be importing any Russian 
uh, oil anymore. That's 600,000 barrel, 600, barrels a day we were importing from, from Russia. Well, Europe is importing 200, I'm sorry, 2 million uh, barrels a day. Well, that's and, why they didn't participate in it. We're the only one that well, it's a third of their total total energy, and yeah. I mean, they they it would grind their economies to a to a crawl if they did. Well, and it's still really winter winter over there, so they I don't know that they really have a choice there. Again, energy independence is what we want. Well, but all the I, more reason this really pisses me off that Putin did this at all, but much less doing it during winter. Yeah, the, the cruelest time when you have mm-hmm. children and old people and. People in uh, hospitals trying to evacuate. I mean, what a jerk. Yeah, that's that's one term. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> a, family it's a clean show. podcast. We'll leave it there. But <laughs> I didn't check the explicit box. <laughs> I um, I wonder how this is going to affect people globally, though. We were just starting to come out of the supply chain crisis that was caused by COVID. And now this. And I got to think this is going to affect the supply chain all over again. And you know bottleneck it. and. Yeah, it will. Well, that's all I have to say about this. Yeah, about you. I well, that I'm sorry for the people that are cold and starving. And that's awful. And if I don't get my packages from Jeff on time, that's awful. Too. <laughs> you know, at home, all, all politics are local. And I saw a picture. It just gets to your heart. And I can't remember the country. I wish I could. I want to say Poland, because I know they're taking a huge hit in refugees coming there. But there was a train station and along the edge of the um, little concrete barrier where you exit the train platform. Thank you. (laughs) Were all these baby buggies lined up in a row that mothers of Poland had left there. So mothers of Ukraine could use when they landed. I was like, now I heard that. Thanks for that. When I saw that picture the first time, it was attributed to to people in Berlin, Germany. Okay. And then I, I heard it. Well, then I saw it in Poland as well. So I don't really know if it was either, you know, which it was or both. But either well, way, it's, it's a cool story. Yeah. Sometimes it's the opposite of shaming where everyone's pulling out and we're not going to deal with you. And other people are like, oh, you did that. Well, I'll do this. I mean, and in the it, battle of ideas, which one of those <laughs> is going to win? Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. we'd like to thank you to, for listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast brought to you by Riata Commercial Realty. Our friends that always represent you and never the big bad landlord. Our friends that are us. <laughs> <laughs> There's hey, more um, than just you and me. Quick shout out to my buddy, Steve Eisenstadt in uh, Detroit with uh, Friedman. Uh, he told me this week he's been listening and is enjoying the show. So thank you, Stephen. So that was the one extra hit I saw on our analytics. Now there's two. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's coupon coming your way, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, uh, in rubles. (laughs) Okay, we better cut it off. We shouldn't record in the afternoon. Sorry, folks. We're a little punchy. (laughs) Please photo us. Pardon? I was just going to do the same thing you were about to do. You go right ahead. Uh, TexasTenorRep.com. And uh, we'd love to help you out or tell your friends. Bye.